In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Brace and Ren and Nedzi Classified School Survival Guide. Today we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 16 of Nedzi Classified, titled Yearbook and Career Week, as well as Season 2, Episode 17 of Nedzi Classified School Survival Guide, titled Music Class and Class Clowns. This episode is sponsored by Bubba's Pork Shack. Uh, with me, as always, to talk about all things uh, Nedzi Classified is uh, the man with the best smile, one Renan Fontes. Ren, what's up? How are we doing? Uh, hey Bryce, I'm doing great. Uh, I had a slab of Bubba's pork for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the best pork this uh, this side of New England. You know, when I'm looking for a pork dinner, yeah, I go to Bubba's Pork Shack and I get myself the finest piece of pork I can find on the mm-hmm. pork line. You know, just yeah. pulling it up, smelling it, putting it in my basket, putting it in the uh, the what's it? You know, the aisle, the the cart. Yeah, the cart. Yeah? Or do you and just I, put it on the ground in the aisle? Yeah, well, I can put it on, you know, but it's, it's good pork. So even if you put it on the ground, it's not going to go it's bad. It's so good, know? yeah. That's where the pig was originally. That's true. Um, That's a great point, by the way, right? Yeah, people, thank you. Yeah, people should just eat meat off the ground. You so know, it's where it's come from. How did I, how, I'm curious, how did you first hear about Bubba's Pork Shack? Uh, Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. It was <laughs> uh, this episode of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yeah, uh, I saw it. You know, these three kids—they had the words "Bubba's Pork Shack" tattooed on their foreheads, and I thought, "Oh, wow! I can uh, go down mm-hmm. to uh, Bubba's Pork Shack right off the highway mm-hmm. uh, near the abandoned creek. Yeah, and get myself some pork pieces, bring mm-hmm. it back home to my family. Yeah, my favorite is when restaurants advertise themselves as right off the highway, uh, <laughs> because then I always know exactly where it is. <laughs> Just drive right off the highway, Bubba. Yeah. Pork yeah. shack's bound to be one of them. It's right there. Um, so these boys that had Bubba's Pork Shack tattooed on their forehead, I want to go back to that. So these are okay. middle school children? Yeah, they're like 14. Okay. With permanent tattoos uh, sponsoring a business on their forehead. Well, presumably their parents gave them permission. Yeah, right. So they had to sign off. And just to be clear, uh, there was a whole plot line in Succession um, this season regarding... Uh, getting things tattooed on people's heads right that's right bryce okay full circle <laughs> uh red top story this hour uh, i don't think it's bubba's pork shack i believe the top story this hour is uh todd from <laughs> do you agree with this the class clown todd class clown todd where'd this kid come from <laughs> i don't know where you came <laughs> we got a segment. I don't watch Euphoria, but I'm pretty sure that's what Euphoria is. Um, <laughs> that that Todd was on whatever drugs they do in Euphoria. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Morris, he he struck me as a like a failed The Wire season four character actor. 
Like, he wasn't, he auditioned, but he wasn't good enough. Yes, and so they said, well, we can't put you on the wire, but we, we got the next best thing. In a few years, there'll be a show called Neds. There'll be a spot on it for Class Clown, who de- gets really good grades, and you can do it. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Um, Randy's just not the role for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so these, um, I feel like the Class Clown episode is, that's that's the gold uh, of the night like that's the the gym that's where the content's gonna be the rest of this is like i think the whole first episode is gonna be kind of our, our salad our appetizer uh music class might be like uh our little palate cleanser before the main course and then <laughs> class clown is gonna give us that that bubba's pork meat that is the main entree mm, love mm-hmm. that pork yeah i don't know if do you agree with with that um I think metaphor that line of thinking I do think it was an upward trajectory tonight for the most part Mm -hmm. but uh I do have some things to say about music class okay I I I have a lot to say about it Renan what do you mean what do you have to say about music class Bryce this Uh, is the only Ned's Declassified mm -hmm. School Survival Guide episode that has not been released digitally yeah and I I can't wait to speculate why me too. Why it has not been. I'm pretty sure I know why. I'm pretty yeah. sure you know why. It's pretty. I uh, think it's pretty obvious why. Yeah. Um. It's because of the actor that lost his finger in the middle of the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then uh, got eaten by the cheetah that ran loose on set. The actual. It was a live blink cheetah. and you'll miss it. Like moment in the background of the episode mm-hmm. where you can see a guy getting mauled by a cheetah. Yeah. It's like the uh, the uh, graphic imagery on the original uh video cover of the little mermaid that's right like that yeah so ren yeah bryce uh your books it's uh shouldn't this episode come later in the season i feel like your books are one of the last things made well the semester so i would argue it's weird because we see Ned at the beginning of the segment be like, it may be weird to pay money for something before you get it, which Ned, that's what pre-ordering is. Come on. Um, he's like, it might be weird, but uh, when you get it, it'll be so cool. And then at the end of the segment, they all have their yearbooks, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, which, sorry, pause. I'm just connecting two and two. At the end of the segment, they get the yearbooks for free, but Moe's was definitely taking people's money at the beginning. No, they don't get it for free. They're pre-ordering the yearbooks. No, so Ned has a line at the end of the episode. How did we get these yearbooks for free? Oh, is that what he says? I thought yes. I thought he was asking why they were so well made. No. Okay. No. Um, but Moe's collects definitely collects money, so I'm, you know, Moe's may have pocketed some casual cash here. Well, so, maybe she used that money to get the uh, Computron deal. Yes. <laughs> you gotta have money to make money. What's um. All right. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that the yearbook piece should have been later in the season. It does feel a little bit more like end of the season type vibes, especially with the storyline with Ned and Moe's. Yeah. Um, as it's kind of out of left field and also not, uh, I hate that it was like the joke at the end of the episode. Like that it's the button to close out the episode. Yeah, it pretty much is. It's, um, So, okay, so Ned's whole thing, let's kind of talk about the different character motives here. Ned's whole thing is he wants to get into the yearbook in a picture next to Susie Crabgrass. 
Which is basically just the Spirit up Week episode again. Yes. Yeah, where he just wants to be next to Susie Crabgrass, in proximity to Susie Crabgrass. Um, and for the first, like, five or six minutes, he is trying to compete for Best Smile against, uh, well, against Seth, right? So he can be up there next to Susie. Like, they play the Best Smile angle mm-hmm. so hard that it kind of feels like it's a bit of a whiplash when they drop it halfway it's, through. It was massive whiplash. All of a sudden, it's they drop it. Seth has his teeth whitened. And so it's, oh, Ned gives up uh, Nice's smile. Now Ned's going to go for Nice's hair. Ned goes for best spirit, which like he should get anyway because he did so well during spirit week, but whatever. Um, Yeah, it went absolutely haywire. And like not in a, a good way. Uh, Also, Ned... So the while Ned is trying to do all of this, there's this odd, really out of place B plot that is not related to the yearbook at all, right? Which one? Where uh, Jack Goldman wants to ask Moe's out. Oh right, Jack Jack Goldman comes back out of nowhere. Or Jock Goldman, sorry. Yeah, my subtitle said Jack. Okay, but I'm pretty sure his name was Jock. Jock, yeah. Um, but he, he comes back and he wants to date Moe's and then Cookie and Ned take it upon themselves to make Jock think Ned and Moe's are dating and therefore Moe's won't get her heart broken again by Jock. Yeah. Okay. Um, which it has nothing to do with yearbooks. It's no, just like... it, it's just here so that Ned and Moe's can have that uh, best couple moment at the end. Yeah. So all episode, Ned is making it look, whenever Jock walks by, Ned will, like, grab Susie's hands, or, or, sorry, not Susie, Moe's hands, or, like, give Moe's a hug to make it look like they're dating. Uh, It's just weird. It's odd. A weird storyline. Ned explodes the school as well. I mean, that's not unusual, though. We've seen the school uh, bounce before. We have. (laughs) We've We've had a couple explosions. I've had a lot going on with it. Um, yeah. Uh, and Moe's. The Moe's of it Mose. all in your book. What do you think about what Moe's has happened in? I like, uh, I like how Moe's sells at the school. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, how at the end it becomes the CBC middle school. Yes. But like, it's one of those jokes where, you know, in such a continuity-heavy series... Can you really sacrifice continuity for a joke without it being noticeable? No. I feel like it's a double-edged sword. It's a funny joke, but it breaks the internal logic of really, really the quick. declassified school survival guide. Yeah, where all of a sudden, uh, Wolfie is out. The cell phone is in. The cell phone mascot. Um, oh, hold on. I-, I wrote down its name. Yes, thank Let you. Pull it up real quick. Yeah. Because the cell phone mascot uh, is actually Loomer inside of it. Loomer has agreed to help Moe's throughout the episode. Because um, we're getting, we're back now to Loomer is all about Moe's. And so Loomer gets into this cell phone costume. Ren, do you have the name pulled up? Yes, it's the XRT 5000 Media Phone. Yes, uh, Globy for short. Globy for short. Him. Go Globy, go Globy. Yeah. Uh, so the reason why Moses is doing all of this is to get money to like improve the yearbook, right? To make the yearbook better. My because thought the school slash the art department's budget. Yeah, which um, 
doesn't really get much more acknowledgement. No. So this, uh, my thought here is I blame Lisa Zemo. You blame Lisa Zemo? The class treasurer. She's uh, she's not allocating funds properly. No, she encouraged all of the staff to destroy their property and then had to buy new ones. And as a result, the kids don't get nice yearbooks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I thought this was a fine segment. You liked your book? I said fine. Like, but, like what are we talking here? What's fine? Like you? two out of ten. Two, that's fine? <laughs> fine like at this five point, out of ten. What the hell are you talking about? It was like, I wasn't into it. I didn't really care about it. It was over. fine, two out of ten? It's IGN? No. <laughs> too much water. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, did you like this, Red? Uh, I don't know. It, it's better than the two weeks before us Mm -hmm. so it's better than like the four episodes that came before it but like you know it it basically falls victim to what all the mediocre episodes have fallen victim to which is derivative of something Mm -hmm. we've already kind of seen like on two levels we get jock goldman back and like ned's plot is Mm -hmm. you know pretty much exactly what happened in spirit week yeah uh we isolate cookie again you know, like in theory, this has all the makings of like a like a properly good Ned's episode because Ned, Moe's, and Cookie, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time in a while, have plot lines that all directly connect to like yearbooks. But I think the Ned and Cook, Moe's and Jock Goldman triangle kind of overcomplicates things, and then there isn't really a satisfying payoff to honestly any of the three yeah storylines like. Cookie being chased off, you know, not funny. We get a chase like every other episode now. Mm-hmm. And like at this point, it's nothing to me. It's just watching, it's like white noise. Yeah. Uh, Ned and Moe's uh, little romance thing at the end is undercut as a joke. Moe's improving the yearbooks. Kind of like you point out that like they end up being for free. So there's a little hole in that whole segment now. Yeah. Moe's just collects a bunch of money from. It's a. Uh... You know, it's not bad in theory. There are some, like, decent moments, but it kind of exemplifies the season two sloppiness that we've, you know, had to contend with for a while. Yeah. Uh, Ren, uh, my yearbook, my high school. Yeah. I gotta share this anecdote before we move on to the next yeah. thing. Uh, we got it. Like, my class, my senior class got it. There was, a like, a... I don't know what the class was. If it was just yearbook class or like photo class or something like that. I don't know if they actually learned anything about photos. Um, but there there was a group that made the yearbook. It turned out pretty well. It was actually a pretty nice yearbook. Yeah. Um, and so we got it. Uh, like two months after we graduated is when we got it. And so we had to show back up at the school as like they had like a mini reunion where we were supposed to pick it up and interact with each other and stuff. I don't remember anything about that, to be entirely honest. That's a blur. But what I do remember is we took it home and then we all got an email the next day saying that they wanted us to return it because there was a kid that took a, uh, who like, he, like he didn't like his picture in it or something like that. (laughs) And the mom called and was really upset. 
and so we had to return them i was back i was in college so like i was in school yeah my mom was like yeah i'll take it so my mom took it to my high school which was not in my town it was like 30 minutes away you should drop it off dropped it off i got it back and then um i because i had no clue i didn't know why this had happened (laughs) um and so they had put a sticker of a new the new picture of this kid over the old picture of the kid but you could tell because it's a sticker (laughs) so i I scratched mine off (laughs) (laughs) i like that um but it's just so weird I, uh, um, I never paid for my high school yearbook, but I did get it. Oh, nice. Score. <laughs> we, uh, it was $75. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had to go to like a little event to get ours, but it was during our senior week. So we had like a weekend brunch at the mm-hmm. country club, which, uh, yeah. one of the girls I went to high school with her father owned it. But, uh, when mm-hmm. we got there, it was like 75 bucks for yearbooks. I remember telling it was like what, uh, like a girl in charge of the yearbook table. I'm like, uh, I don't have money right now, but can you like write my name down? And I'll put you <laughs> back later. Brilliant. And she just said yes. <laughs> and just like that, I got a yearbook and I never paid for it. <laughs> and all those suckers paid seventy five dollars like, for a yearbook. Seventy. So like, think about that. So how many kids do you think you graduated with? Like a hundred? Two hundred. Okay, so two hundred times seventy five. We're looking at like 3,500 right there. I think if I did that math correct. Yeah, yeah. I did that math correct. Uh, uh, out of yearbooks, it did not cost that much to print those yearbooks. Nope. But, you know, got to make a profit. Someone's making those kids dry. a ton of profit off of that. Um, I wasn't about to play those games. I never paid my uh, drama club fees either. Yeah, no. No, it's like... It's like, stupid. Don't make kids. Yeah, no one's gonna. No, especially like. Never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. I won't <laughs> get into it. Uh, all right, Ren. We're gonna talk about career day. What do you um, want to be when you grow up? Uh, what do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. Uh, well, what I wanted, I've, I'm sure I've shared this too. I wanted to be a lawyer, and then my mom laughed. Um, <laughs> so I went to Leslie. Bryce, uh, let's get into law. Let's, let's, get find, let's find like a really niche mm-hmm. type of law well, that, that no one covers. Then we so can automatically be good at it. I've been watching Better Call Saul. <laughs> I'm obsessed with elder law, which is something he practices. Elder law? Yes. So like will writing and um, yeah, it's pretty much just will writing. Like helping. Yeah, let's help out some old people. people like understand wills. Understand their rights. Did you say put our name? That's not no. Well, you know, we befriend them. Yeah. <laughs> So we hit it back and we're like, so here you go. Here's uh, your will. Uh, because of our close relationship, uh, I took the liberty of just putting myself in there in place of your son, Seth, uh, who is now out. So here you are, Mr. Powers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good idea, Ren. Yeah. If, you know, if you become friends with them first, mm-hmm. like they can't get mad. Because you're what? You're going to get mad at your friend? No. Come on. Yeah. And also like um yeah, cuz you can do it and then you can reach well okay, so you befriend them, you take the money, you work really closely with them and then you say, "Hey, listen. I wouldn't normally write a will for my friend. I feel like that's against my like best practices. We're friends now, so I I can't write the will for you." 
but I can still be your friend. And you keep the money, just like Mose did. That's cool. That's a really good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ren, I guess, I'm so sorry. I guess I need to let Lily downstairs. You, you, you have to let her downstairs? Yeah, not here, downstairs. Right. That's not happening. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I, I want Before I go, though, I want you to think about Arliss, okay? The HBO show Arliss? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I'm back. I didn't mute myself. Arliss rendered in its logo as yeah. Arliss. I said, think, I don't, I said just think Arliss. about it. I don't want to. An American cult classic dark comedy oh, no. series created by and starring Robert mm-hmm. Wool, mm-hmm. who is also the series showrunner, about the glitzy, big world money of professional sports, with Wool playing the eternally optimistic and endlessly resourceful L.A. sports agent Arliss Michaels, whose Achilles heel is his inability to say no to clients and employees. Um... Talk about an elevator pitch, right? So, Ren, which uh, would you rather face, um, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like a cannibalistic cult or the Arliss cult? So would I rather have to confront a bunch of cannibals <laughs> or a bunch of Arliss fans? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Bryce. Uh, one is real and the other is fictional. So I'm going to go with the Arliss <laughs> fans. Uh, okay, what about 50, 50 Arliss fans versus 10 cannibals? Which one 50 would you Arliss have fans to, versus have 10 cannibals? Take? Yeah. Hmm. What about, okay, so like you're locked in a room with them for 12 hours. How okay. Would you rather be locked in a room with 50 Arliss fans for 12 hours or 10 cannibals for 12 hours? And Are the, the cannibals, cannibals hungry? They're, <laughs> they, they just ate. They also know each, uh, they don't know each other. Okay, so they don't know. They don't necessarily know that they're all cannibals. Correct. It's like kind of a game. It's like a game show. Well, now I'm worried because if I'm if I'm like outright, oh yeah, I'm a cannibal too. Then I'm like, <laughs> oh, what's your favorite way to prepare someone? Mm-hmm. And I then I say the wrong thing. Then like they're gonna eat. Is someone gonna bite me? Well, only if they know. You that would be a be great reality game. show. Cannibal House. Yeah. You get 12 people. 11 of them are cannibals. cannibals. There's a limited supply of food. Like, the rations, they mm-hmm. only feed six. Yeah. So, like, by <laughs> episode seven, the cannibals are hungry. They gotta figure out who they can eat. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they eat the wrong per, Like, whoever suggests eating the wrong person and they eat that person, the person yeah. who suggested it has to leave the house, too. So it's like a double knockout. Yeah. It's like Jacuz. So I would rather be in the position where I leave the house versus um, stay in the house and get eaten. You can't leave the house. But you just said one of the people gets like voted out of the house. Oh, oh, right. You're right. Cause, or maybe they can eat them on the way out. That's kind of like nice, though, because then you feed the other people. Maybe you like show run for a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe it's like instead of leaving the house, you spend a night with the Rancor. Oh, you know what we can do? Yeah. We can say that like there's a there's a goodbye meal anytime anyone leaves. Like, we don't tell the contestants it's the person who's leaving. A goodbye meal. Oh! Yeah, yeah, Cannibal House. Yes. You think? What do you think this can run on? Like, TLC? True TV? Probably uh, TBS, very funny. TV- <laughs> very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Sure, okay. Let's not talk anymore about cannibals. <laughs>
Don't want to upset someone. Uh, have you ever, did you ever watch the IT crowd? I watched one episode. It was, you watched the US one. That's your issue. No, I watched the one episode the where they go to a, where they go to a play. Yes. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't funny enough for me to watch anymore, but you know, I yeah. remember laughing. I feel like that episode is better with the context of the characters. You should give, give it a whirl. Um, Maybe, but right. there's an episode where one of the characters, uh, he's looking for a friend. It's like a social friend. And so he goes over to watch uh, a movie with a, a guy that he, I think he gets connected to the internet. Uh, and uh, he misreads the invite. And uh, the guy thinks that the character is willingly offering himself up to be eaten. Um, but in fact, he just wants to watch a movie. Would you ever accidentally, do you think you could see yourself accidentally cannibalizing yourself? Cannibalizing like you, myself? Like you get yourself in the wrong situation. You're just being too polite for mm -hmm. too long. Next thing you know, you're in a pot, you're getting glazed. You know? Yeah, I can't, I can't say, I can't back out at that point. <clears throat> I mean, it would be rude, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sorry, I don't want to be eaten. I know you seasoned me, but. So Hansel and Gretel, sorry. Uh, so yes, I could find myself. Let me answer that question. I could. But Hansel and Gretel, they kind of found themselves into that situation. Yeah, they were going to get eat. Yeah, and her house is made out of candy. Um, but she doesn't eat candy. She eats people. Yeah, she eats kids. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you live in... I mean, I guess if your uh, diet is all meat, you can afford to live in a candy house, right? You're not going to feel yeah. the temptation. No. No. Um... Okay, you ready to move on from career day to the next section? Do, do we even talk about it? Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, Ned wants to try our different careers. <laughs> right? Uh, he gets... They all did, get, like, a packet. Ever take, did you ever take a career aptitude test in school? I did not. Me neither. Yeah. No, where, hey. um... I mean, you're supposed to. Like, it's supposed to be part of the curriculum. But what do you think you would have been, you would have gotten? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, social worker. You think you would have gotten social worker? I don't know. I feel like I didn't have any interests that instantly jumped out to, like, oh, that has to do with a career. Yeah. Other than mock trial, where I want to be a lawyer, and we already just discussed that. Judge Reinhold. So, yeah, I just wanted to be Judge Reinhold, <laughs> um, and have my hung my hung jury. But... <laughs> Sadly, no. Yeah, what about you? What do you think you would have gotten? I don't know. Maybe uh, someone who runs fast. You think they they <laughs> yeah? You would have taken it, and it would have just been like you're gonna be a fast runner. You're gonna you're gonna run fast. Name three different careers where running fast is part of the job. On foot mailman. Okay, running fast. I've never once seen a mailman run. That's because they're doing their jobs inefficiently. Okay, but so it's not part of the job. So you would do it, and then you have to sit at the post office for the remaining like three hours of your day. Well, I can like uh, you know, I can do whatever I want. No one's gonna be following me. No, they will. The taxpayer will, because we're paying for that. The taxpayers following me? Yeah. Who? Show me. Who are they? <laughs> Which taxpayer? Okay, if you're a mailman in my town, 
and yeah. you run from door to door just so you can uh, go to like friendlies for the remaining <laughs> three hours of your shift. I'm knowing you about that. Me? Yeah, I think I think that's uh, everyone's you know, gonna know. Being uh, inappropriate here is you. No, I'm paying you're not, for you. you mailman I'm run. paying for you to deliver mail at a reasonable time. So you want me to deliver mail slower? Yes, at a Why? reasonable pace. I think a fast pace is good. I think the U.S. mail system needs a change of pace. So, okay, so uh, I actually deeply agree with you. Uh, <laughs> have you ever met anyone who gets their mail delivered in the morning? In the morning? Yeah. No, do you? No. No, they start at like two o'clock. All right, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to train all the mailmen to run fast. Mm -hmm. We're going to break down their little Jeeps because, you know, this is the future. We got to save our economy. Mm -hmm. We're going to like triple the amount of mailmen per route Mm -hmm. because the human body can only do so much before it collapses. Yes. And we're just going to make them run and deliver until until their bodies wear out. And, you know, we're going to start at 6 Mm a.m., crack of dawn. Mm -hmm. We're going to go until nightfall. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a seasonal rules. During the summer, this is going to be longer hours. But during okay. the winter, they get to relax a bit more, you know. They're running in the cold, so we're going to take it easy on them. Ren, name two more jobs where running fast is part of the job. Ninja. That's okay. One more. <laughs> Soccer player? This job, you did it. I named three jobs. Running mailman, ninja, ninja. and soccer player. What's that? I forget. And I know the number. I usually know the number, but I just don't. Uh, it's not coming to me now. What's the average income for a ninja, by the way? Ninja? I think yeah. it's like 28000 Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's you... low. They're not in season anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, Ren. Um, we get an Austin Powers reference in this segment. We did? Yeah, so Ned... Uh, it tells him that he wants to be a teacher, guidance counselor, vice principal, um, something involved with school. And he's like, this is awful. So the whole segment, Krubs is like, oh, like, I'm so proud of Ned. Like, he has good instincts. Uh, at one point, Krubs calls him Mini-Me, and he does the pinky to his, like, lips. Oh. Yeah. All right, I get it. hmm Yeah. Uh, what else? Moe's wants to go to architect camp or something but cookie wants to be a sports manager yeah like arliss yeah just like uh the robert wool hbo television series arliss uh stylized arlit dollar sign dollar sign yeah is that our pronounced pronouncing it wrong Ar what arlit dollar sign dollar sign we should be saying it arlit dollar sign dollar sign um so Cookie, yeah, Cookie wants to do that, and Moe's is Cookie's one and only client. Cookie gets Moe's onto a cereal box, which he creates. Um, she also eats the cereal in a very disgusting and Cookie Monster-esque way. Um, he gets her to shoot a orange, uh, orange gush ad. Yeah, drink some gush. Yeah, feel the gush. Good. Uh, yeah, if would you drink a um, a bottle of the stuff that's inside of Fruit Gushers? I would not. That sounds repulsive. <laughs> I would. Some things were not meant to be put into bottle form, Bryce. Wait, wait, wait. Have you had Fruit Gushers? Not since I was like a little kid. 
Okay. You should have them again soon. Um, <laughs> but you've had them. And then have you had a fruit by the foot? Yeah, but not since I was a little okay, kid. Okay, and a fruit roll up. Yep, but again, not since I was a little okay. kid. So, uh, can you rank those real quick? From my childhood memories, Yeah. Uh, I don't remember there being any particular differences between fruit roll-ups and fr- fruit by the foot Okay. in terms of taste. Yep. So I'm going to give them a, you know, they're both tied for two. Okay. And I'm going to give Gushers a third place. Oh my god! There is no first place. These oh were my not gosh, my favorite. These were not my favorite snacks growing up. That is, that's a very incorrect opinion. Gushers are the best by far. I don't know. They just they, they're not for me. Uh, I'll send you a box. You're gonna send like, me. A I'll box send you of a Gushers? three pack. I'll send you a three pack <laughs> of them, and then you can uh, let me know what you think. Get gushed. Okay. Yeah, so Moe's here is advertising the gush uh, that goes inside the gusher. Uh, and then Cookie has, like, volleyball scouts here to check her out. But right before that, uh, like, pulls on Moe's and she hurts her leg on a plastic pool, which made a lot of sense, right? You know, at this point, I just don't question things anymore. Yeah, yeah so she she's in a lot of hurt, world of hurt, uh, one might say. Uh, a house of pain. That's a reference to something, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Medea. Tyler right. Perry's House of Pain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Gordy... Uh, what else? Gordy is being tracked down by Krubs and Ned. Ned tries to check out anything that isn't, like, the vice principal seminar. So Ned goes to a stuntman seminar, a fireman seminar, and a wrestling seminar. All of which he gets brutally injured or yelled at. I mean, if these kids want to get into the life, they have to know what it feels like. Yeah. Um, Ren, here's a good tip. Uh, If you're interested in something, try subscribing to a magazine about it. Bryce, that Uh, is a great tip. Let me find some uh, magazines I can subscribe to. Yeah. Just find one. Just find one. Uh, Did you ever subscribe to Nickelodeon magazine? Nick Mag? I think very briefly. Yeah. Very, very briefly when I was younger. Or maybe it was the Rugrats comics that I actually <laughs> subscribed to. Talking about propaganda, right? They had they had people paying money to get ads sent to them. I remember the ads on Nickelodeon like being like, oh, ask your parents to subscribe <laughs> Nickelodeon magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. I was like, I need this in my life. Get me Nick Mag. It worked. I yeah. need to have Nickelodeon magazine. It's how, I, um, it's how I learned to read. That's how you learned to read? Through Nickelodeon magazine. I, uh, Yeah, so for the first, uh, until fourth grade, my only vocabulary was slime, uh, Nicktoon, and uh, Kids Choice Award. Uh, this explains your love of green and orange hair. Yes. Yeah, I was raised by Nick Mag. <laughs> Uh, what else? Yeah, that's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> right? I think that's all we got. <laughs> that segment. We're not. I'm sorry. I'm not doing a good job tonight. Bryce, it's okay. You've you've had a long week, right? I had a long week. Um, by the way, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, last week's episode out now. <laughs> <laughs> out now. We're usually so good. Like, I think this is maybe the second time that the episode has been, like, this significantly late. 
and we recorded early. Yeah, I know. We and that's what threw it off. I have like my routine of we record. I do those quick edits. I put it up either Sunday night or like Monday afternoon at the latest. Yeah. Um, but no, we did it Saturday, and I was like, I have all day tomorrow to edit this baby. I um, I wonder if Jacob's ever like, this is it. This is the week. It's done. They're not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> just to finally see an episode come back and they're like oh boy <laughs> it's still happening all right um so ren yeah bryce what was your favorite thing about the 90s my favorite thing about the 90s yeah i think the legend of zelda ocarina of time for nintendo 64 wrong ever clear ever clear the drink that i had to buy in rhode island a few years ago no, not that either. Why did you have to buy a drink in Rhode Island? Because they didn't sell here in Mass. What is Everclear? It's like 99% alcohol. Okay, is why didn't you... Isn't tequila... What's tequila? What's tequila? Yeah. It's like Mexican, right? Yeah, but what not it like 100% alcohol? I don't... I think Everclear is stronger than tequila. Uh-huh. I always assumed like uh, those like shot-worthy drinks or like just straight liquor but I guess that doesn't make sense, right? There is literally no alcohol in existence that is more potent than Everclear. Okay. So you drove to Rhode Island to get it? Yes. So it's like adult for loco. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Where it's like probably, it's like banned, I would assume, in like most states. Um, I think so. Yeah. Rhode Island, though, uh, home of the Quagmires. They're cool. Um, yeah. They have it. So... Okay, uh, no, I'm not talking about the 99%, uh, but isn't hand sanitizer also 99% alcohol? Sure, but it doesn't taste as good, okay, right? Okay, so you drove to Rhode Island to get Germex. Look, mm-hmm. I worked with a guy named Antonio at Brigham and Women's Hospital. Yeah. Every time he would use the Purell, he would lick his hands and then rub his head. Every time. <laughs> I don't like that. I just, you know, you, you awaken that memory mm-hmm. in me. Mm. Um. Okay. No, Everclear is a rock band, Renan. Oh, tell me more about rock music, Bryce. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, you're saying saying it correctly. Everclear is a rock band group, uh, with one Art Alex uh, Alexicus as the Alexicus. lead guitarist and singer and songwriter. Uh, he also once was in an episode of Nancy Classified School Survival Guide where he played a music teacher uh, named Mr. Gibson. Who the students act like he has always been there. Yes. Uh, he was not a good screen presence. <laughs> he, uh, There's something... His performance, <laughs> it's like every generic... Like, guest performance ever to a T. Mm-hmm. Like, Cookie, we gotta help Ned find his music again. But I think I know how to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, soft-spoken. A little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Everyone's treating him a bit differently than all the other teachers are treated. You could tell. And, like, I feel like the cast was still young enough where, like, Cookie, like, uh... Uh, went home that night and was talking to his friends that aren't associated with the show and was like, today we had Art Alexicus on our set. And they were like, who? And he was like, he's a big deal. 
can we just get Matt Hoffman again? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I that would have been better for me. Um, yeah, he's Mr. Gibson. He is such a bland presence. Um, he is uninspired. He's so Ned just wants to be a rock star. He just wants to have fun mm-hmm. playing music, and Mr. Gibson hates it. Yeah. You want to wake up covered in tattoos you don't know, Bryce? Because <laughs> Mr. Mr. Gibson is going to draw on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does say that to Ned. He's like, Ned, being a rock star, and he says it with his exact tone, Ned, <laughs> being a rock star is not everything that you think it might be. Uh, Dude, Mr. Gibson. The thing about stars, Ned, is they fall. Mm -hmm. That was a little bit too much much voice, Ren. (laughs) Needed to be even more neutral. Too much emotion? Yeah. (sighs) He just... Ned wants to be a rock star. He's in this music class. He uh, decides to give up after learning guitar is too boring and too hard that's right he hates learning mm-hmm. well the, the thing is like he's feeling unchallenged by what mr gibson is teaching him which is fair enough yep yeah. yeah or like it's also probably not being taught in a super exciting way like he's just basically letting them free play the whole class mm-hmm. it looks like yeah um ned wants to be part of a rock band he says like the foo fighters incubus or Everclear. The three bands that every kid in the 2000s listened to. Yeah. Um, I love how much Everclear is shoved down our throats uh, in these 11 minutes. Gordy's drinking a bottle of Everclear in the vents. Red, not that Everclear. (laughs) (laughs) There's a band called Ever... We're not... No. Oh, the Art Alexicus band. Okay. Why didn't you just say so? Killing me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gordy's, Gordy's <laughs> in the vent. <laughs> Explain a lot. Um, so Ned's doing that. Moe's is in a music appreciation class with Mr. B- Mr. Beard? Comb over. Comb over. Uh, the music teacher who we have seen a little bit, but he's never really had much content. No. Yeah, and it's... He doesn't add much here. He just wants the kids to appreciate Mozart and Beethoven. And so Moses is like, but it's so boring. And then Moses falls asleep listening to Mozart and wakes up um, with it memorized. Mr. Comover wraps some Mozart and Moses is like, whoa, this is Mozart? Yeah, what did you think of that, Ren? <laughs> it was uh, Ned's version of the peanut wrap. Yeah. Came across the same way. <laughs> Zikover says, I don't know what I don't know what came over me. <laughs> Just raw emotion? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Moe's learns to love Mozart in the end. Uh, and then Cookie tries out, is trying to find an instrument that feels right to him. I like that Mr. Gibson's logic is that Cookie can't play, you know, the computer, but... And then he, like, gives him, like, a recorder and a triangle and not something like a synthesizer, which would actually make sense for what Cookie's interested in. Mm-hmm. 
This guy's a bad music teacher. Nah, this was in the mid-2000s. They weren't using electricity yet, Ren. <laughs> we were still uh, churning our music by hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For hours, and that's why music was so much better back then. <laughs> Before the days that people were using uh, microphones with cords attached to them. Auto-tooth. <laughs> Auto-tooth the news. <laughs> So yeah, Cookie ends up with the triangle, Ned decides to quit, and then Mr. Gibson's like, uh, I know just the thing that Ned needs, and Cookie's like, oh, Mr. Gibson, Ned's a real stubborn student, so you gotta really, like, hit home. And Mr. That, that was like, so weird. It was, wasn't it? That scene was so odd. <laughs> uh, it was really weird. Like, Cookie's enthusiasm was too much for me. Mr. Gibson, everyone knows that Ned's such a hard guy to convince. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do your rock and roll show, you got to make it a big hit. Yeah. So then uh, Mr. Gibson follows Ned around with his band all day and sings at him. And Ned decides to play some music. It's okay. a great message for kids. If you annoy them enough, mm-hmm. they'll do what you want. Yeah. Uh, so this this segment is why the episode doesn't exist, right? Yeah, this segment. I'm pretty sure it's the song they play. Yeah. Either because one of the lyrics contains the word hell, or they just did not care to get the rights of the song again. I'm which, <laughs> honestly, I'd kind of believe the latter more than the former. Yeah, yeah, I would guess that too. I think that they realized that it would take more money to get the rights to the song than uh, to just scrap the episode. Do we really want to keep paying Art Alexicus? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, was our music segment. It was, like, uh, pretty disappointing, I gotta be honest. It made me kind of appreciate how not passionless the Matt Hoffman cameos Mm -hmm. were in comparison. Yeah. Because, like, he was clearly, like, a Nickelodeon mandate, (laughs) but I think you could tell that they were trying to have fun with it. Whereas this, I don't know. Like, the funny thing is, this strikes me as, like, something one of the writers probably wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But it's just so out of place in Ned's Declassified. Yeah. I can't imagine Nickelodeon exec being like, yeah, you gotta get Art Alexicus. Because it doesn't even fit the extreme sports image they they were going for this era the way that Matt Hoffman does. Mm -hmm. This strikes me as, like, one of the writers' passion ideas that just fell completely flat on its face he's just like he's a washed up uh like he's someone who probably after this went on to like celebrity apprentice yeah like (laughs) he's he's the type of person who would or dancing with the stars like someone who he probably like one hit wonder because i tried to learn more about about the band ever clear yeah there's there was nothing nothing really um yeah he was kind of just a dry character i don't like that we've like when we have characters like that that are in just for the segment and they'll obviously never be seen again. Me neither. Um, Wait, speaking of. <laughs> you want to talk about Todd? How about Morris? Yeah. Our, our two funny guys. Well, okay. So here's what is to be believed. So Morris <laughs> is a funny character, we're told, by Moe's. We, I mean, we see him supposedly being funny. I'm guessing that he is actually funny off screen. Uh, hold on, um, hold on. I wrote down one of his quotes. Yeah. Let me pull it up, up for you really mm-hmm. quick. <clears throat> Bryce, that stunk worse than a skunk at a poo rally. 
That's, that's a class good, right? clown line if I ever heard one. So good. He is a straight A student, and that's why he's afraid to become the class clown. He's worried about what's going to happen to him. He's worried about going home to his mom, like confronting his parents um, or his mom if uh, he becomes the class clown and gets in trouble for it. It ends before he can, but he, he we see him in the uh, in the principal's office. We as, like I assume that he gets home, and uh, we don't see him ever again. So there's just a lot of blanks that we can fill in there. His mom pulls him out from the school. Yeah, makes him go to military school. Yeah, <laughs> takes this very very seriously. Ned and Cookie pushed him too far. Uh, yeah, it's. He was a strange character to have here. He goes on to actually, this actor goes on to have a Nickelodeon show himself called Just Jordan. He's, is this Just Jordan? He is Little little JJ is the actor's name. Yes, uh, he has a show called Just Jordan. I don't know anything about it, but it, it airs like a year or two after this episode. He was Romeo's best friend, Jason Brooks. In the Nickelodeon series, <laughs> Romeo. Romeo. Romeo, who was in season one of Nedzy Classified, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is all tracking then. Maybe next uh, season we'll get um, another Nickelodeon star from the time, like uh, America's Funniest Kid from all that, or whatever that situation was. Yeah, we'll get a couple of the all, all that kids in. Yeah. So he's, a, he, speaking of all that, he is an, an all that alum as well. That explains his comedic timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just like his co-star, Keenan Thompson, uh, he too would go on for a long, long career in comedy. So, uh, um, so we get him as a new character. And we get Todd, who Todd is only in the opening bit, but he is a uh, tour de force here. He tells jokes. He has a bit where he puts uh, cut up like limes on his eye and bananas up his nose to look like a walrus. He commits to the bit, you know. He's got a funny hairdo, dresses uh, silly. Mm -hmm. He opens always up his... pants in the teachers. Yeah, he opens up his locker and those like uh, springy snakes pop out. Uh, I was so ready to have a full episode of this off the wall. So out of place character. The montage we get of him, uh, as I described earlier, it, it does feel like something out of Euphoria. Again, a show I've not <laughs> seen, but uh, from what I gather, I think that this fits into that universe very well. Um, I could easily see that. Yeah. You know, Todd strikes me as a character you could write into honestly any HBO show. Like, yeah, you could. <laughs> I could easily see him like being one of like Bubbles' proteges. Yeah, like uh, Johnny and Sherrod. Johnny yeah. Sherrod Todd, you know, perfect trio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, or uh, I could easily, like, him fitting in with the cast of, like, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm as well. Him and Larry David uh, riffing off of each other, the classic improv bits that take place on that show. Maybe he'd be part of the Seinfeld reunion there. Uh, or in the world of Succession, I think he, him and Roman could get along very well. Roman's first friend, you know, the one person Roman can really confide in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Todd, gone but not forgotten. Uh, he is someone who I hope comes back for the series finale. Fan favorite, Todd. 
class cloud from this episode, which is is not streaming anywhere. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Todd is what uh, made him take it, make the writers take it down. You know. Yeah. They didn't want to sh- expose too much of them. Mm. Too much of a good thing, right? It is. It's way too much of a good thing. So, what else? We get, I wrote Baby Jim Carrey as well, regarding Todd. Yeah. Todd strikes me as Baby Jim Carrey. You think they could be related? I feel like uh, I was looking at the Grinch. Like, uh, he's related to the Grinch or he's related to Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Playing the Grinch. Playing the Grinch. Yeah. Paint me green and call me Grinchy. So, Ned... After, so Todd leaves. Todd has to move to Cleveland. And things are a real bummer for James K. Polk Middle School now. Uh, so Ned and Cookie are going to try to replace Todd. What do you think about their attempts? They could have done better. They, you know, the writers or Ned go... and Cookie? What? The writers or Ned and Cookie? The writers. Okay. You know, I like a good audition for a new friend episode. Mm-hmm. That's a classic fun premise. Mm-hmm. You can do anything with it. Yep. I just don't feel like enough is done in typical Ned's fashion. Okay. We well, get so... a... I like a Seth responding to Coconut Heads. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? So, I have to say, the first sign of life that I've seen from this show is the, mon- the um, Clash Clown audition segment. The, like, not the segment, but the Class Clown Audition, like, montage. Yeah. That is the first signs of life I've seen from this show in weeks. <laughs> I was like, there is something here. Like, and I don't know if it's just getting so many of these funny characters together in one space that made me really enjoy it. But uh, after Ned and Cookie try to be Class Clowns and fail on their own accords, they say, uh, well, also... Uh, Ned does a damn dog you stink a bit as well, but we'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. They hold these auditions for Class Clown, to which Seth shows up, does a joke about, aren't you glad I didn't say orange? Uh, he does that joke. The uh, crony, Loomer, and uh, the guy who doesn't have a name, but the three of them do a uh, Three Stooges bit. Yeah. With, like, the sound effects, the yuck, 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 uh, and the boing, like, to a T. Loved that. Uh, Dur- uh, I keep always want to call her Durga. Darla? Doreen. Uh, Doreen. Dor- Doris? Doris. Doris um, of the huge crew. Uh, does she, do we actually see her bet? I don't know what she does. I don't remember what she does, but I remember she says, don't touch don't the touch boy. Don't touch the boy. Yeah, as she, uh, She's in the crowd because she's uh, watched. She was, as each person auditions, they audition and then they go to like sit and watch whoever comes next. So at the end of the scene, you have all of them kind of in there together. Uh, yeah, Coconut Head is like, does the same bit as Seth. And like you said, Seth gives him a lot of like a big cheer and is like, uh, yes, Seth shouts. Uh, Backpack Boy does prop comedy that people really like. It was fun. Like, this was, I enjoyed seeing these characters all together. 
I did like Backpack Boy being elected the class clown, mm-hmm. and then Krubs immediately confiscating his things without without even a yeah. joke. He just shows up, takes his stuff, and keeps walking. And Backpack Boy is nothing without his props. So, like in a way that this was definitely the best part of the segment mm-hmm. of the episodes tonight, because it kind of speaks to what Ned's does best, which is like those natural character moments where yeah. characters can just play with each other. And like exactly. Exactly. Like, seeing, like, the way that Seth interacts with Coconut Head and then seeing the way that, um, Dor- Dor- Doris, Doris? Uh, <laughs> yells, uh, don't touch the boy as, uh, Loomer is about to punch out Ned. Great. Great stuff. <laughs> Big fan. I wish that I saw more of these characters interacting together. And I, I... I'm hoping season three gives us that because I'm pretty. If I recall, season three gets regrounded. I don't I know if that's so. true or not, but in my mind, that's what's going to happen. The show's going to get a little bit regrounded, and I'm hoping that we get more of these characters together because it was funny. I liked the the way they played off each other. Like um, we're, we're if, not, if nothing else, we're kind of in a good spot as we head into the finale because there are some improvements we've seen. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't think these two episodes have been as weak as what's as what we've had to endure so far no uh okay and so sure enough uh morris ends up being the class clown when sweeney gives a pop quiz where he docks everyone a grade point if they get the question wrong this is uh this is an interesting thing to do very telling yeah very (laughs) telling Uh, as the goes from a 35 to a 34 uh, both interesting because of the way that it so drastically can affect grades, but also uh, in that he announces it to the entire room. Yeah, he's shaming them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Morris gets asked, what's large, venomous, and eats their young? My mom. Got him. Got <laughs> you. No one. Maybe your mom, right? But like... What? Don't talk about my mom. Ren, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I got my parents. So when my brother and I were in middle school and high school, uh-huh. we did your mom, not j- your mom jokes, like not like your mom was so fat, but like we would just add your mom. Yeah. And stuff. So we would just say like your mom and we think it was funny, but then my parents started to say it. It's so, like still to this day, sometimes they'll just be like, like someone will say something funny and they'll be like, ha ha your mom. I'm glad it's still 2002 for the Hendersons. Yeah. Yeah. They're thriving with the your mom joke. Um, it's very, yeah, it's some good stuff whenever I get to, to see them and they do that bit. Uh, yeah. When we go over, uh, when I go see them, they just do bits the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anything else here with the class clown it was funny you laughed you laughed hard i laughed out loud for the first time in a long time with specifically i think it was seth's line to coconut head had me laugh out loud that made me laugh too yeah yeah i was like that's pretty funny um (laughs) it's uh it's a step in the right direction you know it we haven't really addressed any of season two's problems but at least it seems like this is a better status quo than what we were at before. Yeah. Like, it seemed so fresh when season two started. 
But it's clear the writers had no clue what they wanted to do with with all the new plots they ended season one with. Yeah. Better to just kind of reset the board, I guess. Um, so, Ren, we're already... Those are our segments for the night. Yeah. We're already at a point where we can rate the episodes. Do you want to rate the episodes? Let's rate the episodes, Bryce. Okay, so the first one that we watched... We watched uh, Yearbook and Career Week. What would you rate that episode? Let's look back at our previous ratings. Yeah, so we've been in the 1 to the 0.5, like 2, 1.5, 1.5 range. Yearbook and Career Week. Yeah. All right. Uh, You know, it wasn't an amazing Mm -hmm. episode, but compared to what came before, definitely better. Uh, the year yearbook segment was the sloppier of the two, even though we it was the one we talked the most about. I do think it was the weaker of the two segments. Yeah, career week at least had some focus. You know, the sports manager stuff between Moe's and Cookie isn't especially good, but I did think the Ned and Principal Krubs plot was pretty decent, and the scene with uh Ned and Gordy drinking Everclear in the vents, where <laughs> Gordy tells them that you know that he's just in middle school. Was a was is honestly the only rational way that you can reconcile an, a career aptitude episode for kids. Yeah, that was a really odd way to end uh, the career week episode. <laughs> we got five minutes of a Gordy monologue. He sipped ever clear in the vents. I'm gonna give this one a three. Yeah, like I said earlier, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine, so we're giving it a two. <laughs> Uh, and then the other episode, Ren, Music Class and Class Clowns. What's going on here? This like, is another episode that, you know, one better segment, one worse segment. Mm-hmm. We ha- Like, the Music Class segment just falls flat on its face. Yeah. But Class Clown is definitely one of the better segments we've had. I think this is another one that kind of evens out to a three for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're thinking a three as well? Yeah. Okay. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go with a four. Wow. I I felt very strongly about and optimistic about what we saw of class clowns. I also feel optimistic, but the music class was definitely the weakest segment of the night. I think. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if it just had a better first half, I think this could have easily been like a five or something. Okay, Ren, we're we are. Uh, Pulling into the station of Nedzi Classified Season 2. Is that exciting or what? Should we do all three episodes next week and just wrap up the season? Yes, I wasn't sure what you want to do. (laughs) We can definitely net-a-thon and do (laughs) all three of them to wrap up the season. Or we could do two more episodes next week. And then, yeah, I feel like we should just do all three. Yeah, let's just wrap up the season. Okay. And you and I had talked at one point about let's revisit grades at the end of the season. I don't want to go back to that. Me neither. Okay. I've realized how much I don't enjoy doing them. Yeah, because the like you and I, I think the amount of time that we were spending on that, we could have been talking about things like uh, you versus 11 cannibals. <laughs> and I think that that content is is better. It also just doesn't inspire like the same kind of introspection that rating martinez did 
No. That man. Grades are so nitpicky. We have yeah. to like scrutinize over what yeah. happened. Ren, um, I, I don't know if you noticed, but every Corey in the house frame in order this week did uh, Bahavia versus Dubinia. Oh, I didn't notice. As the episode, it was rough to see some of those uh, shots again. Wow, this means that the page is almost done, though. It is almost done. Yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised <laughs> considering how many breaks it took. I know, uh, that episode, that episode. I think when you and I uh, reach our like 500th podcast episode, that's the one that we're gonna go back and rewatch. Wait, let's have a Dubinian cultural day. Yeah, what a disastrous 21 minutes. <laughs> and I, I appreciate so much what it gave for, to us. Um, Sometimes I miss the insanity that Corey in the house mm-hmm. lent us each week. Or, uh, like, who else? Like, Mr. Michelle? That's another one. <laughs> oh my god. I fr- the end of season two really had some wacky storylines. It, it did not care. <laughs> you and I feeling like the lowest of the low points was Corey and Newt stuck in the ceiling. Oh, yeah, they were both stuck in the ceiling slash the floor. <laughs> Uh, we were like, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. What are we going to do? Um, but it gave us stuff to talk work. about. Yeah, because in that same episode, we had Alexander uh, hanging out at a middle school uh, student's uh, or high school student's pool, um, demanding that they write music. Well, he gets a sunburn. <sighs> Those are the days. They sure were, Bryce. So... Um, we're gonna do three Ned's episodes next week, and then Survivor. Or yeah, is that, had... that's okay. Yes, yeah, so because Survivor comes at the end of the seasons. Yes. Okay. Are uh, are we doing? What are we doing? Are we doing Ned's versus uh Corey? Are we doing? We did Ned's versus Corey last time, right? No, we did Ned's v Ned's. Oh, Ned v Ned. We've only okay. done. All Neds, we did one all Neds, one all Corey. So I think this season, mm-hmm. we should keep it themed to what we discussed this season. So Neds versus Succession and Grinch tag team. Okay, that sounds right. <laughs> um, probably some banter with the Megaplex, right? Was that this yeah, season? Yeah, that was this season. Okay. Um, great. That <laughs> sounds good. So we'll get some Succession characters in there to see who can survive against the Grinch or <laughs> Ned's. I mean, I could see Ned taking this whole thing again. He, you know, he is a winner. He, he is. He knows how to play the game. Yeah. Uh, and then, so it sounds like then we'll have to wait until we are all done with Ned's to see the cast of Ned's versus uh, the cast of Corey in the house. <laughs> um, okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening, for tuning in. Um, and check out last week's episode and this week's episode. Uh, Ren, uh, I believe I owe you something. So get a pen ready. Uh, it's a 792. 792. Nine, and then 400. 400. Four, zero, zero. Yeah, got it. Cool, thanks. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Uh, take care, everyone. I hope you have fun at Art Alexakis's Alexa house. Bye. Drink all his Everclear.
So, uh, do you have any questions for me? Uh, we can just go into the interview. Okay. Um, all right. So, the first question is, uh, Ren, I was looking at over your resume. It looks like you have some years of experience in the uh, uh, cake snack industry. Yeah. Um, some work, it looks like, in Hostess, Little Debbie. I think that all of that's pretty relevant. My question for you is, uh, when you were working at Little Debbie, did you ever encounter her older sister, um, Big Debbie? Big Debbie? Yeah. Uh, we're not actually allowed to talk to Big Debbie. I signed an NDA when I left. Okay, but by saying that, you're kind of confirming that there is a Big Debbie. Well, by, I can't talk about Big Debbie because of the NDA I signed. Okay. But there's, so there's an NDA you signed? Yeah. About Big Debbie? Yeah. Okay. But I can't talk about her. Okay. I don't know if she exists or not. Okay. Um, I, okay. I got you. All right. So the next question that we have on here is, uh, which, uh, so if you are dining at a fancy restaurant, but you're only given a napkin and you order a big plate of pasta, uh, and you can't ask for utensils, the restaurant has no utensils. Uh, what do you do? I can just eat the pasta with my hands. Okay. So, uh, what about the napkin? What about it? Um, do you use the napkin at all? I can use the waiter's shirt to like wipe my hands when he comes back to ask me how the dinner was. I could there... be like, you tell me, and then I wipe my hand on his shirt, and then okay. he can like, taste it and see how good it was. Mm. And I can be like, taste it, see how good it was. But, like in a nicer tone, not like mm -hmm. in a mocking tone. Mm -hmm. All right. The third and final question in the interview. This is great. This has been really good so far. Um, yeah, cool. I yeah, feel like I you've been like doing really well. Uh, my third and final question uh, so is uh, regarding, so again, you're at a fancy restaurant. You order pancakes and you put syrup on them. Uh, you eat them, but you ordered too many pancakes. Uh, so the waitress comes over and asks if you want a box to go. Uh, do you take the pancakes that are covered in syrup to go? I ask for a box, but then I slide the pancakes underneath the booth. So when she comes back, I'm like, oh, no, I my appetite came back. Don't worry about it. Well, wouldn't she just think that it's in the box? Well, she came back with the box. With the box. She, I'm putting the pancakes under the booth while she's getting the box. Okay. What happens, though, if there's already too many pancakes stuffed underneath the booth? From, like, the diner before me? And the diner before them, yeah. Then I'll just be like, I found these pancakes under my booth. Can I get a refund? Oh, okay. So, I, yeah, I'd game the system. I'd, I'd do it. I'd, awesome. you know, get a free so, meal out of sounds it. Sounds like you, from what I'm gathering, have some really good business sense. Uh, I wasn't able to rattle you with the Big Debbie question. That <laughs> one, sometimes we shake some people up. And uh, that's a, a true sign of whether or not someone is, is hard enough to be able to work here. Uh, what can uh, I say? I signed an NDA. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. And um, then, of course, the second question was to just gauge your creativity. It sounds like you're pretty creative uh, when it comes to eating pasta with your hands. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't have thought of that. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Let me, let me just say, be the first to say, I would not have thought of that. You know, not, not everyone has a quick wit. No. So, uh, great. Well, so with that, then, uh, I am. Uh, Honored to be able to offer you the position of golf caddy. All right, I have a couple questions for you, though, first, if that's all right. 
I mean, we started this and you said you didn't have any questions, but okay. I changed I'll, my mind. I'll, I'll humor you. I'll humor you. I'll, I sure. changed my mind. Can I have some okay. questions now? That's, that's my first one, I guess. Second one, where did your attitude come from? I thought things were going well up until now, but you had to, you had to spoil it's, the mood. You had to, you had to take a knife to the atmosphere. Listen, it perfect. It was a great uh, feeling we both had. The tone was right. We were having a nice, friendly conversation. Mm-hmm. Then you come in here accusing me of doing things I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Just I wanted to ask a question. That's it. That's it. It's innocent. Isn't that's my third question. Okay, Isn't it okay. innocent enough? Okay. Can I, question? can I answer your questions? Yeah. What's up? You caught me. Okay. You caught me. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do this, but uh, I feel like you've left me no choice, but to just reveal what's going on here. Um, there is no golf caddy position. In fact, you, if you noticed, uh, there is no golf course that I don't, I've never even played golf. Um, so I, there is no golf caddy position. I was actually hired by uh, little Debbie snake cat, uh, cake snacks, snake cat, <laughs> the little Debbie snake cat to try to probe you and see if you knew any of, uh, you know, if, if you would squeal or if you had any secrets. So, um, I just got to go now. Uh, Debbie's expecting me and she's expecting to hear how you did. And I thought it went well, but now I don't know if it, if it went so well. You get I, what I'm thought, saying. I thought it went great to uh, disagree with you. Well, I thought it went really well. You want to know what might sweeten the deal? I'm getting a lot of feedback on your end. What are you, what are you doing with your mic? I'm not doing anything with my mic. Are you touching it? No. Are you scratching it? No, my phone just buzzed and it was touching the base. Does Maybe it sound okay is. right now? Sounds fine now. Yeah, I think that that's probably what it was. Okay. Um. Anyway, Renan. Yeah, what's up? Um, can I sweeten the deal? Yeah, let's try. Let's put a cherry on top. So I think you're feeling like it went well. I'm feeling like it didn't go so well. I think I'll agree that it went well if you agree to podcast about two episodes of Nezzy Classified School Survival Guide with me. All right, but I got I I need to get something out of this, okay? Uh, sure. What do you I'm, want? I'm out talking of it? stock options. I want two chairs on the board, and mm-hmm. I want total control of your I, assets. I can't do total control. Partial control of your assets. Give me like the first mm-hmm. six digits to your credit card. Okay. And like we can make it a game. See if I figure it out from there. Okay. Like, about, six, you know, there's, there's a good chance I won't get it, you know? All right, fine. First three, last three. Okay, perfect. Uh, and the first two digits of my social. Okay, cool. That works for me. Okay. You've you got a deal. I'll, with pod- Neds. I'll podcast I'll you with you. My financial and uh, private personal information so you can potentially take over my identity. <laughs> and I think that it's a pretty fair and even balanced deal. I think so, too. I think things went well. Mm. Mm. Rent. um how many times uh have we done this bit what bit this bit the bit that we're doing now how many times this bit yeah i'm pretty sure we've done it nine times you think we've done it nine times nine times that's, nine a, that's times. a good movie um it's great it's in my top i haven't i i was working on the list while i was waiting for you uh, how far did you get? Well, I, I'm just putting down any movies that I like. And then uh, I'll have to, like, sort them. I had to come up with an honorable mentions because I That's thought not, it was no, funny. No, get rid of I, it. I, what? 
It's top ten. It's not that's, top that's, ten in honorable know, mentions. You don't have to know my honorable mentions. They're for me. Not everything's for you, Bryce. No, okay. you're Are we off to a bad foot again? <laughs> Do we have to look right, around? Fine, 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 fine. Eight credit card numbers. Uh, <laughs> eight digits to my credit card. Uh, my Fortnite account. Um, is that good? I think, you know, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I'm just going to say what I've wanted the whole time. Yeah. Can I please have your bank routing number? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fine. fine. Do you want it now or can I give it to you after? Uh, let's do it at the end of the show so that people have context for the end. Yeah, and then also people want to stick around, right? Yeah, they're, they're going to want to know, like, oh, what's Ren going to do with... Uh, Bryce's routing number. Yeah, except the like, bummer. What kind of wacky shenanigans am I going to get myself yeah, into? The bummer is that this this as an opening won't be an opening. It's probably <laughs> going to be a closer. Um, <laughs> 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 it's like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, we're going to go back in time and explain <laughs> why I have your routing number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Red. Let's. Uh, you ready? You good? Yeah, I'm good.